And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Frozen Bananas in Ketchup. This is the podcast where we uh, catch up on Arrested Development because some of us have neglected to watch it over the years. I'm not going to name names, but Charlie, hello. Hello. Gio, hello. Yo, what's up? And Peter, hello. Hello. All right, so we are going to be discussing the next episode, which is Storming the Castle. So according to IMDb, Michael decides to expose Marta to Job's womanizing by having her participate in a magic trick that involves one of Job's many girlfriends. So I would say that's a pretty accurate description of the episode. There's a little bit more going on, but that's the uh, the main part of it. So I guess let's jump right on in. Peter, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought there was some funny parts along the way. It wasn't my favorite, but uh, overall it was good. All right. Very good. And let's jump over to Giovanni. Gio, what were your overall thoughts on this one? I thought it was I. The only the funny parts that I that I laughed at were parts that were Tobias within because that guy is hilarious. But we'll talk about that later. But I'm, I'm sure there were other parts that made you laugh besides just Tobias. But uh, well, well, some some made me chuckle, but made laugh out loud was Tobias. Okay, all right. Well, Tobias deserves some laugh out loud, some lols. Yeah. So I'll give you that. And Charlie, what were your thoughts on this one? I liked it. It, you know, I would have to agree. Like it was. You know, it had its funny moments. It wasn't anything super hysterical by any means. Um, but yeah, I think I think Tobias's little antics kind of stole the show for me. That was probably my favorite part as well. All right. So I think Tobias was pretty popular in this episode. So I guess let's figure out why he was so popular. Charlie, what did you like about Tobias? I'm a huge fan of the whole Leather Daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very, very fitting for him. It suited him well. It certainly did. And, you know, he just wanted to get something that said, Dad likes leather. And the, the man at the store was quite giddy to, to give him that get up. I like the, um, the, the whole mishap when it came to the... Um, Gothic the, Castle? Go- got- yeah, Gothic <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Oh, man, that's hilarious. That was so funny. Yeah, I was a huge fan, huge fan. And the, I mean, it was just a, a like a verbal misunderstanding, but probably would not have happened if he wasn't dressed the way he was, which made the person, I think, assume that he meant the other way. But <laughs> it was it was interesting. I was a little disturbed, though, um, with his leather daddy outfit, because like, especially when he went to like sit between maybe and George Michael, like he was wearing basically assless chaps and which is fine because he was wearing the shorts underneath it but he's a never nude so for him that's the equivalent of not wearing anything and <laughs> so that i found very disturbing <laughs> but other than that the i didn't even the, consider that <laughs> the leather daddy thing it was humorous it was it was a good part of the show but yeah i was like yeah he's basically not wearing like from his perspective he's not wearing any underpants and he's wearing assless chaps but whatever <laughs> wonderful he's just trying to fit in do you think he it's an earnest effort to be a good dad or do you think uh obviously it's it's misguided but his heart's in the right place. Can we agree on that? Oh, he's just trying so hard to be a good dad. Yes, which yeah. which is more than what I can say for like in the previous episode. They were like 
um, him and Lindsay were like feeling bad because they were neglecting their daughter. And then there's like, oh, let's fix it. And then again, chose to do selfish things. He's at least trying in, in this episode to not be selfish and trying to like give her attention and, and stuff like that. She's completely oblivious, really trying to just get her mother to react to things, which Lindsay is, doesn't react at all to her. She barely like moo blinks an eye. Yeah. Yes, she's moo, like, yeah, moo, go away. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I think that's at least a, a positive thing for Tobias is he's, he's putting in the effort. It's misguided <laughs> and problematic at times, but he he's trying. I agree. I agree. I, a for effort, or, or a, a pass for effort. I'll give him a pass for effort. All right, let's jump over to Geo. Geo, are there any topics you wanted to talk about? On Tobias, uh, if we're still on Tobias, uh, I I actually laughed at the section where where they show clips of the of the ne- next episode, and Tobias was in a leather daddy quartet, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy cracks the whip. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was hilarious. Um, so I just from the beginning of the tr- episode, the first thing that I thought was kind of funny was uh, when you see uh, Lindsay was uh, advocate for different things like no more meat, no more fish, and then the third one was more meat and fish. <laughs> I thought that was funny. She has ever-shifting morals. Yeah. Which is kind of what this whole episode was about, was, like, people's own morals or what you think of them. Like, everyone thinks they know Michael, but do they really know Michael? Yeah. And then there was another part of Tobias where, in the beginning, he was, like, all in for spending the whole day with maybe. Like, hey, what do you want to do today? And she's like, I'm going to go to the mall. She's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, Tobias is always fun. Yeah. I don't think there's too many more episodes without him. So I think he's pretty much in for the long haul at this point. But let's jump over to Peter. Peter, what was uh, a topic you wanted to discuss? I think it was interesting. This was a a fairly Job-focused episode, and I thought some of the parts were were funny, some of the running gags. I liked at the beginning when Marta comes to look for him or whatever, and she was talking about how, like, she wouldn't belittle his his career. And then Michael's like, uh... Yeah, I wouldn't belittle it either. What what career are we talking about? And she's like the the magic. And he's like, oh, the tricks, the, <laughs> the little tricks. And it's like already kind of belittling it. So I thought I thought that was kind of funny uh, that they were back to some of those original humor in the show where they immediately contradict what they say. That was funny. And then um, just the general interactions, like, oh, I appreciate your time. And then he steals his watch and all that stuff. That was that was uh, an interesting thing. And then how Job also continuously gives away tricks, which got him into his trouble <laughs> with his alliance. And then he explains the tricks to, to Michael. And then the little kid hears and is like, oh, that's that's how that works. And he's like, I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and he bangs on the thing. The woman sticks her legs out like, yeah. before the trick even starts. So I think the focus on him and his quote unquote magic career was, was humorous to give, give a little uh, additional insight to that, which we hadn't, I think, seen before. It was obviously referenced, but it was funny to continue to see that he's not a very good magician. Well, this is the first time we get to see his uh, his opening as well with the final countdown. Mm-hmm. A magician named Gob. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time and not the last that someone will mispronounce his name. <laughs> Job. Geo, quiz, pop quiz. What does Job stand for? It stands for the Gobernator. <laughs> Isn't it George Oscar Bluth Jr.? That's correct. Oops. 
The Jobinator. No, it was fun seeing him uh, in his element. And then uh, at the end, he, he finally thinks he's back in the Alliance and he gets turned away because he did not use Alliance approved assistance. That part confused me a little bit. Like, I understand, like, the legs was an inside, like, person that they that's normally in on the trick but he said that like the head is usually just someone from the audience but then he also said like the person that was normally his head quit so i'm like is it a volunteer or is it a planted person i'd say then, plant most likely because it sounded like he was when he asked about that he's like oh i just get a volunteer from the audience and so it sounded like he anyone would pull up not a planted person but then he got in trouble for having two unapproved um assistants so i was like what i'm not understanding the logistics of that but it worked out it worked out let's see charlie what's the next topic you had for us i really liked the uncomfortableness of buster when lucille one and two became friends again and it was clearly like the whole oh I'm dating you because my mom doesn't like you kind of concept going on. I got a kick out of that. Yeah, and it's like a mix of that and a mix of like just how similar they are. So it's like he's dating his mom. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the dad was just like, yeah, I, I bless thee. Like, you have my blessing. And uh, Lucille One's just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then he whispered, can you give me some of that peanut brittle? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. His whole religious moment, like that whole that whole moment, I I liked his little his little uh, his little bit in this this episode. Yeah, his conversion. He quickly uh, like he was in the hole for two days and he found religion. He was in the hole for two days and his beard grew that much in two days. I liked the humor that the Lucille two and Buster relationship was was bringing again with how he was reacting to uh, how his parents were, um, like Charlie had mentioned. But I was also there was also points that were kind of creeping me out because of their dynamic is definitely off because it's a because he was like oh she she's taking them to the dentist they went on a date to um playtown pizza theater which is clearly like a knockoff chuck e cheese kind of place where there's magicians and kids games i'm like there's something funky with this relationship they had the fort the fort too yeah the fort (laughs) And then, but the date then, wasn't that just to support Job, or was that just a coincidence? Uh, I I don't know if he, he just said that he ran into him. I didn't think that it was there to like, oh, my brother's going to show, so let's go there to give him support. It came to me as like it was kind of like a coincidence. <laughs> but the the topper of it all about how creepy it was when Lucille was explaining to Michael how that she thought it was creepy, and and she was like, he used to change, she used to change him when he was a, ch- a baby or whatever, and he's like, that's why she didn't look surprised i'm like oh <laughs> i didn't get that part uh, self burn when, when she said she, when she said she changed him as a baby i thought that buster dressed up as a baby and she changed him i'm like what <laughs> i don't think that was the, the punchline she that would be creepier in a different way not to kink shame but uh that would be <laughs> just that, to clarify that, yeah that would be Different, just with their age difference as well, and then adding that into it. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Michael did not approve. Let's see. Um, who's next? Uh, Geo, what else did you want to discuss? I found it funny when Tobias was trying to get the last bit of yogurt from the container, and he's saying, get it. He's saying, you got to be some kind of She-Hulk to get it out. <laughs> It was funny to me, and uh, when uh, the fu- Michael Blue Senior, George uh, Senior, 
Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Peter did it last episode, so we're good. George Sr., when he becomes all religious, and uh, Lucille one was like, why is there a piece of shoe on your head? <laughs> I was like, I yeah, know. He rigged a piece of shoe to be a, like a yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? That was funny. That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, oh, we're going to get more out of you, Gio. Don't worry. Peter, did you have any more topics you wanted to discuss? I liked, the again, the delving into some of the, like, the sibling dynamics between the characters. I thought it was funny when Michael was riding his bike and the car pulls up and he's like, if you care about your brother, get in. And he had to clarify, I'm like, which brother? <laughs> and then and it was like, when it was clear it was Jovi, he's like, we went to continue on. Because he was like, are we really that close? And then I was a little confused on this one with um the dynamics between Lindsay and michael because i think in a previous episode they where they were getting close and then they're like no we're not good they seem to be close in this episode like he she was helping him giving him advice about like his issues with marta and and job and all that stuff where i'm like i feel like if they were going back to being distant that wouldn't be the dynamic but again it was but overall it was still a good like sibling dynamic display in in the show yeah i think like with michael and Lindsay, it's just that they weren't like super buddy buddy but they were still like friendly with each other but like not to the degree that they were in the last one it's kind of a reset anyway but yeah one thing i never noticed before until watching this time was when that guy that rollo the magician in the limo was threatening uh about taking job's legs away like i never noticed at the end when he's leaving how the window in the car like he has to like pull it up with his hands oh i thought that was hilarious (laughs) so it's like a cheap limo or something. Yeah, I never noticed that part before. I remember having to do that in my grandmother's car. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> it makes you realize that, like, the alliance of magicians. I'm like, it makes sense that Job was the one, that, one of the people that kind of like started it because he would be part of an alliance that didn't have like a working uh, window in their cars and stuff, like. They're not as intimidating as... Right, they take themselves so seriously and they're literally just guys who are magicians. Let's see. I think it's time we hear a quote from Gio. What does everybody say? Um, yes. I mean, I've said I've said most of the I've said most of the quotes already. So I've said them not in like quote style, but like she changed him as a baby. That's one of the quotes. (laughs) She's Australian Uh, now. Yeah, she is Australian. She changed him as a baby. <laughs> and, and another one would be, uh, why is there a piece of shoe on your head? And can you give me some of that peanut brittle? <laughs> the gothic arsehole. <laughs> and and then another one would be, uh, sounds a little bit like dating mom. Because when he was saying that, I'm, right. I, I'm dating mom. And then Michael Bluestein. He doesn't know how to uh, put in the pauses. Yeah. It sounds like dating mom. Yeah, it's starting to feel like that too. <laughs> Peter or Charlie, did either of you have any quotes? Uh, I do not, no. I think I already said the one that already stuck out to me. It's like, oh, no wonder if she didn't look surprised. That was <laughs> my favorite quote of the episode. All right, so, yeah, I had a few that I really enjoyed. I think I already mentioned this one earlier, but I'll, I'll say it again because it makes me laugh. But when Lucille is telling George Sr. how she wants to separate Buster from Lucille Ostero, she says, like, he's humping the widow Ostero. Very odd phrasing there. Peter already mentioned this one, but like they're talking about him eating the candy and she says, is she going to take you to the dentist? She already has. <laughs> <laughs> like Buster seems so proud of himself when he says that. Oh, uh, another one I liked was at the beginning when Job and Marta, like Job's showing the trick to the kids and he like pushes the arrow through his neck and it starts bleeding. 
and the kids run away and Marta's like, how could you do that? And Job thinks she's literally asking how he does the trick. Oh, so yeah. he's like, first you dump all over it, then you want to know how it's done. Yes. <laughs> oh, I actually have one other one that I just remembered. Let's hear it. During the trick with the legs and, and the head when George Michael had to do the substitution, which a doesn't really make sense because the skin tone of Marta and George Michael <laughs> are completely different. She goes in tan and then she all of a sudden white pale white legs come out on the other side. But it's anyway, a poorly lit area. When he when he puts his legs out and he's like, I'm okay with myself. <laughs> like trying to like convince himself that pretending to be women's legs is is uh okay and normal. Well he's always trying to look more manly for maybe. So uh, speaking of that, when maybe like notices how like hairless his legs are like he instantly says so i'm thinking of getting a motorcycle george michael that is not gonna work just one other thing i liked was when michael was talking to the guy rollo and mentioning how he was gonna kind of like sabotage job and he's like how are you gonna do this you're asking me to reveal my trick <laughs> so michael knows how to how to get in the heads of the magicians all righty did anybody have anything else they wanted to say i do think it's funny how much Lindsay is like her mom in terms of, like, neglecting her own child. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I just think that's that's funny. The fact that, like, you know, maybe is just calling her out, like, yeah, she's always doing these fundraisers, but she, it's not like she actually stands for these things. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I, I like that little comparison that, you know, Lindsay's exactly like her mother. But uh, I think that's why I like Tobias so much, you know, <laughs> actually trying to be a dad, but, you know, missing that mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest leather daddy out there. I, I like also one last thing, and I like that how sneakily Joe stole that watch. Yeah, he's got a good sleight of hand. Yeah, he does. He's like, I'm going to give you back your own watch that I stole from you. Yeah, because he I was giving it back brother. as a gift. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've taken so many things over the years, but you've never given anything back. <laughs> Speaking of Lucille One's parenting, though, I was a little taken aback when she at the end when she saw her kids happy and then she seemed to be not selfish and i don't know if that was kind of strategy and which led to her like welcoming in lucille too i don't know if that was a strategy to try to make buster uncomfortable or was it a genuine moment for her like trying to be supportive of her kids because like charlie was saying in general that's not her mo right so I was I was a little taken back by that. I don't know if this is like turning a new leaf for her or if this was a one-off thing or future manipulation seed planted or what, but Well, if the narrator is as omniscient as he seems to be, then it seems like it's more of a genuine thing which is like counter to how Lucille normally acts. But yeah, the what what does the narrator say? Um Lucille noticed how happy Marta had made Job. She realized how important love was to her children. So yeah. again, that could still work the other way because she realized how important love was. So then she could jump in and manipulate it. But yeah, it was almost like I would compare it to like the Grinch that stole Christmas and his heart's growing. It was just like all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, like change of dynamics with her, her relationship with her kids. But I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Don't get used to it. Alrighty, I think now is the time to talk about our frozen bananas. This is where we rate the episode 1 to 10, and we're going to start with Peter. Peter? 
How many frozen bananas has this episode earned for you? Like I said at the top, this is not necessarily one of my favorites, So, but it's, I don't think it was the worst one. So I'm going to go with a 6.75 frozen bananas. Sounds good. And Giovanni, what say you? I give it a solid seven. A solid seven. Okay. With some chocolate and sprinkles and cocoa powder, whatever you put on a banana, whatever. <laughs> that stuff. All right, and that brings us to our friend Charlie. Charlie, what are you giving this episode? I would say uh, a solid six. You know, it it had its moments, but same thing. It wasn't as strong as previous episodes, but you know, a little bit, a little bit better than middle ground. Okay, all right, fair enough. And I'm gonna jump in. I I had fun with this episode. Not quite as much as the last one, but I I liked it. So I'm going to give this one a 7.5 frozen bananas. Definitely a lot of fun moments. And I look forward to next one. And actually next week, spoiler, we will be having a special guest joining us. But I'm not going to spoil who it is. Just that we will have a guest. Don't spoil it, John. By the way, this is the first time we've actually recorded since uh, the Netflix fiasco has been resolved. So actually, Arrested Development will be on there for at least three more years, and it's going to be leaving Hulu in October. So yeah, it's on Netflix. And the only difference now is that the original version of season four no longer exists on Netflix. So I don't know where to find that besides DVD at this point, but we're not going to be watching season four for a long time. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Interesting. Good to know about Hulu because that's where I watch it. Yeah, I watch it on Hulu also. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right, so I guess, unless if anybody has anything further, I think it's time for us to jump into our popcorn buckets. Frozen bananas! Damn it. Frozen bananas!